Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm Larry, and my right is Michael. A rather high proportion of the people who are here this evening are new to retreat life. Some of you are new to meditation altogether. And so uh, I'm going to say a few words about orientation to a retreat and keep you in mind. Uh, I'll be saying some of the same things anyway later on, so will Michael. It's a unique gathering for a bunch of strangers, effectively. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> That's the advanced teaching. Many of you have done retreats, some of you have done lots of them. Uh, and it's an unusual gathering of human beings in that uh, most of us don't know one another. We come in from different parts of the globe. And it's amazing what silence can do. <clears throat> it kind of weaves us all together. Silence and a very simple, coherent, unrelenting, program that we do. It's a very simple one. There's not a whole lot of things to do, but we do it again and again and again. And before you know it, those of you who are new, I hope you find this is to, this to be true, uh, a temporary community springs up, sometimes called a sangha, or people who are practicing together. And we have the opportunity by being together to give one another support, especially thinking of those of you who are new to retreat life and to meditation in general. Uh, there may be times when you feel discouraged. You feel, oh no, not another sitting. Or can I do something, sing, dance, anything? No. I would advise you not to read your precious Dharma books if you brought them, or uh, fill up a spiral notebook with your wonderful insights. Cut off all the escape hatches. And you're just stuck with who? With yourself. We all are. And that's the beauty of a retreat, in that it's a, a kind of compression chamber, a gentle one, uh, that helps us ripen in terms of getting to know ourselves in a certain way. Self-knowledge is something that can happen any, any place at any time. It's not reserved to IMS or retreat centers. If you're alive, you have the possibility of learning. Whether you take it or not, it's a different matter. Dharma practice is to intensify that direction of, of seeing life as an opportunity to learn. But the main book to learn from, of course, is yourself, myself. And a retreat, particularly the silence as a, a friend to help us, uh, brings us back to ourselves again and again and again with the support of others who are doing the very same thing. 
we're not always in support of one another. Sometimes you'll find that the people who are in this with you, on this retreat for all of us, irritate you. You don't like it. You don't like them. You don't like the way they dress or the way they, what food they pick or how much food they take or how little food they take or how they walk. You'll see. just as valuable as the support, if you, if you use it, if you know what to do with it. In fact, <clears throat> what I would suggest for all of us, we haven't given any uh, even preliminary meditation instructions. Mike will take care of that in a few moments. Um, but the retreat has already begun, and Vipassana meditation or mindfulness meditation uh, is possible already before we've looked at the breath or even sitting in this posture or coming into this hall. What did you bring with you as you are here now and maybe the moments preceding being here, if you can think back, if you're very new to both meditation and, and coming to an uh, intensive practice retreat, perhaps there's some apprehension. Can I do it? asking a lot. I didn't know what I got into. Of course I can do it. Well, I'm not sure. It's not a matter of getting the right attitude. It's seeing what you start with, what's your starting point. Uh, some of you have been around for a while, uh, may not be apprehensive. You know that a retreat is uh, oscillates. You love being here, you hate being here, you're calm, you're agitated. Full range of human experiences. Uh, apply here, just as they do anywhere else. It's another human situation. But perhaps you've come with certain projects or ambitions. Your practice is going well back where you live. And wow, it's this well only sitting for uh, 40 minutes in the morning and 40 minutes at night. Can you imagine if we multiply that for all the hours we sit there? What a terrific week this is going to be. See the mind doing that and let it go. In fact, let it all go. But see it. See what you're starting with, what emotions you're starting with. If there's some fear or apprehension, just feel it. Feel it in the body. Just notice it. Don't try to replace it with heroism or courage. Not necessary. And so we have a week together. Michael and I will be giving some of the Buddhist teachings. We'll be as best as we can, interpreting those teachings, uh, listening to you as you put those teachings into practice and uh, see what your experiences are and ask questions about your experience. Tomorrow will be a day of silence so we can all settle in. And then the interviews will begin the following day, discussion groups. So what I suggest is that whether you're a complete beginner or you've been around the block a few times, surrender to the schedule, surrender to the rules here, especially Americans, we're not big on following rules. Uh, see if you can, for just a week, accept the job that you have, try to sit, 
even if you're not thrilled at the idea. And in general, very, very important is protect the silence. Silence is quite fragile, and it's a kind of envelope that, if protected, will only benefit us. It also can be fractured very, very easily, especially some of you who've come with a partner, a friend, a husband, wife. It's going to be very, very tempting to share your experience, to talk about how it's going for you. That's only natural. Please don't. This is a time for you as an individual, as we both practice alone and together. These meditation groups are that way. We're both alone. We're here to go deeply into ourselves. Finally, the Buddha's teaching is all about the mind. It's saying that our misery, our happiness, it all comes out of our own mind. That's where it's coming from. If you want to call it a religion, it's a religion of mind. But not mind limited to thinking, cognitive capacities, imagining, and so forth. Mind is a very, very big place. But we start with the familiar mind, what we think of as mind. And if the silence is protected, if you drop so many ways of distracting yourself and surrender to this rare opportunity to begin to learn about yourself in a direct, immediate, you could say factual way. It's going to be right there for you if you're willing to learn it. So I hope we all have a fruitful, harmonious week working together. We're alone in that each person, in the Buddha's terms, is learning how to be a, a lamp unto yourself, a light to yourself. No one can free you but you. And we're also together. We're mainly, it's very, very supportive. The entire environment is set up to help us all move along. And so let's cooperate with it and we'll all benefit. And I hope we have a a fruitful week together. Michael has a few words to say now, please. I'm sure many of you know IMS has been you know, running these retreats, creating a retreat environment now for more than 25 years. I think it's probably officially 26 years. Both Larry and I have a long history uh, with IMS. In many ways, it's a kind of a second home, a place where uh, we have lots of uh, memories about practicing here, both practicing in self-retreats, but also in group situations that we find ourselves in now. A retreat is a very unique environment, as Larry has mentioned. What we find here is really a community, you know, a new community, a community that definitely requires a certain kind of adjustment. Larry talked about that. But really, at the heart, it's a community that encourages, this is what makes it so unique, encourages a culture of mindfulness. The practice is, in some ways, essentially the same, whether you're here, whether in your everyday life, practices to be as aware as possible 
of whatever you're doing. But here we find a culture that really supports it, that encourages it, that values it. The staff work very hard at making our lives simple while we're here. There are very, very few demands placed on our time. We have our yogi jobs, we have our sitting, walking, we have the schedule. It's very simple. It's quite unique. But in order to make this community work, you know, we also do our part. You know, we're, we're recipients of a lot of service and a lot of hard work on the staff part. But our part really is, first of all, to support each other in practice and to continue to support our own practice. And in order to do that, there are guidelines. Another way of describing guidelines are rules. Um, we like to call them guidelines, sometimes rules, other times. But certainly the, one of the most important guidelines in, in living together is, that, is noble silence, is, is maintaining the silence. So that's really first. And that, I think, makes IMS in this environment so different, so unique. It's so different than conferences or workshops that we do. Uh, really, it's silent. You know, we get a chance to spend a lot of time with our own experience. You know, we get the group support, but we're also doing our own work in silence. So that's important. Refraining from reading or writing, another guideline I already mentioned. There are ethical guidelines. Okay, there's ways that we need to live together uh, that expresses a respect, not only for ourselves, but for others. You know, it creates protection as we explore, as we investigate, as we do our work. And so ethical guidelines are very important. They're essentially based on a principle of non-harm, not harming ourselves or others. And there are five. One is refraining from destroying life, it's a simple one. Second guideline is refraining from taking that which doesn't belong to you, not stealing. The third is refraining from harmful use of sexual energy, misusing your sexual energy. And on a, on a retreat, uh, what's unique is that it's, it, what it means is right now is celibacy. Yeah, celibacy. The fourth uh, is refraining from false speech, and that's a really easy one to do on a retreat. It's a bit more challenging out there in everyday life, but uh, here it means silence, you know, keeping the silence. The fifth is refraining from intoxicants that cloud the mind. And of course, that doesn't mean if you take medications for this or that, um, you take your herbs and vitamins and all sorts of stuff, uh, that's fine, of course, but it's, it's, taking, it's misusing intoxicants or clouding the mind. So they're pretty basic, I think, pretty easy to follow on retreat, but they're extremely important for creating this cultural environment, for creating this culture of mindfulness, for creating safety for, our, for us. Finally, I'd like to say a couple words about effort and practice, and we'll be saying more about that in the coming days. It does take quite a bit of adjustment sometimes to, to come into this culture, to come into this environment. Uh, there's a lot of adjusting going on. And so what's paramount is that you, right from the beginning, starting tonight, you know, sleeping in a room, everybody in this uh, retreat has a single room, I've been told, which is kind of nice uh, to have a single room if you've been here before. Sometimes you're not always so fortunate, but we do have single rooms. But still, it's a room, bed. Maybe the bed's a little soft, a little hard, who knows. Um, but 
certainly we want to begin to practice and cultivate patience. Learning to relax in these circumstances, learning to relax in a little bit of the unknown if you're new, developing patience, being very gentle, allowing, being aware of any expectations or fears that you have, beginning to let those go, you know, to see that they're there in the first place, but then to see if you can soften, allow for those expectations or fears to be there, but then to see if you can drop back in. Another very helpful attitude to take in this, in, this, in this in many ways for people who have been practicing for a while is beginner's mind, keeping a mind that's very fresh and open. Sometimes when we've been doing retreats for a while, you know, we kind of feel like we're veterans, we know what to expect. And to see if you can let go of that burden. Beginner, beginner's mind is, again, it's part of the culture of mindfulness, that fresh, open attention to whatever's happening in the present. That's what we want to encourage in ourselves. That's what we want to encourage in each other. I'm happy to be here. Feels good. It always feels wonderful to begin uh, this journey together over the next week. We keep it short, opening night, so that we can get in a short sitting. We're going to begin sitting in a minute wrap things up and, and go to bed relatively early tonight. But let's begin by with the sitting, but take a minute to stretch your legs. You can stand up if you like. Tomorrow morning, you'll, we'll get more detailed instructions at the 8.15 sitting. But right now, the instructions are going to be very simple. Not that they get particularly complicated in this particular practice, but uh, let's begin first by finding a posture that feels comfortable. If you're new, you know, it may take a little while before you find that posture. You want to find a posture that encourages both comfort and ease in the body, give yourself a chance to relax when you're sitting, but one that also encourages attention, energy. You know, sometimes at night, other times in the practice, it gets kind of sleepy, the mind gets kind of dull, low energy, and sitting up reasonably straight can help a lot. So you want to find that balance of both relaxed, comfort, but also sitting up straight and alert, attentive. And generally speaking, the eyes are resting closed. If during the sitting you feel particularly sleepy, you can always open your eyes or even do some standing meditation. 
but do it mindfully. But generally the eyes are resting closed. And taking a few moments to relax the area of the face, particularly the area of the eyes. If you can soften the area around the eyes, bringing your mindfulness or attention to that part of the body. Let them relax. Expanding to other areas of the face, the forehead, temples. Relaxing the cheeks and the jaw and the mouth. Allowing the shoulders to relax. The arms become heavy, soft. Hands are resting. Being aware of the contact with the sitting cushion the chair. Contact with the floor. Body is relaxed, mind is attentive, receptive. Very gently now allowing the attention to come to rest in the breathing. without controlling or interfering in any way with the breath, just very gently allowing the attention, the mindfulness to come to rest on the movement, sensations that are rising with each in-breath, rising with each out-breath. Be aware of the movement of the abdomen, rising and falling, the area of the chest, maybe expanding and contracting, sensations at the tip of the nose perhaps, nostrils, or in the whole body. Just breathing. 
paying attention to each moment of that experience, keeping the body relaxed. Very gently noticing when the attention wanders off of the breathing. Perhaps we start thinking about other things. We become mindful that thinking's occurring and very gently let those thoughts go. We see that thinking is happening and then returning again to the breathing. Once again, bringing some fresh attention to the next breath. Awareness of that movement. Awareness of sensations. Gentle effort to be fully present with the breathing. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.